Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. Hey, What the Suck family. As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. Hello, shoppers, and welcome back to What the Suck. My name is... Uh, that's that's day and end. All right, oh, hold on. What? No. You suck. Welcome back to What the Suck Podcast. This is James. I'm Chris. And today we have episode 15. Big our, one five. It's our, our quinceanera. Yes, I am Hispanic, so I can make that sound. That is correct. Yes. Yes, we are a we are a multinational show. That's right. And we are actually old enough now to drive, so congratulations. Hey, that's it. I'm, that's awesome. I'm multilingual anyway, man. I speak, I speak English. I speak British. I speak Scottish. I speak Jive. Ireland. Australian. Jive. Yeah, let's speak jive. <laughs> jive turkey. Okay. Uh so uh yeah, fifteen. Okay. So episode fifteen. Today we are going to be reviewing the movie Freak Show. It is a modern retelling of Todd Browning's Freaks of nineteen thirty two. It tells the story of a group of criminals who choose to hide out by working as security at a traveling circus. When they decide to steal from the wealthy owner, there are horrific consequences. Oh, no. There's much less to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Movie stars Christopher Adamson, Rebecca Cotchin, Dane Rosselli, Mighty Mike Murga, Jeffrey Allen, Diego Barquinero, Bacchanero. Bacchanero. Jimmy Goldman and Sharon Idri. The film has a budget of an estimated one million bucks. They spent a million dollars on this I thing. I don't know where they did it. Jesus. Um, but yeah, somehow they, they spent a million bucks on this piece of shit. Yipe. Directed by Drew Bell. Written by Keith Leopard. Distributed by The Asylum. Yeah, The Asylum. 
Uh, uh. Release date of January 30th, 2007, with a running time of 90 very painful minutes. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, with that that out of the way, I guess we can go ahead and discuss uh, what the show is all about and uh, what our rating system is, if you want to take that away, James. Yes. What is our show about, Chris? It's about an hour too fucking long each episode is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, folks, we we review shitty horror movies, as many of you who have been listening already know, and our rating system is based on turd emojis, ranking from one to five turds, but we are flipped, so the more turds, the worse it is. You know, hence, more shit, more stank. Yep. We'll go through the scale real quick. We got one out of five. If we give you a one out of five score, you're going to keep it in your queue, share it with your friends frequently, and it's so bad, it's good. It's one of those ones that's just great. Yeah. Jack It's Frost. the cream of the crop. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the, your new cult favorite. That's right. Two out of five turds. Watch it with friends. We play a drinking game, much like we did with the episode uh, Chopping, Chopping Mall, Mall. Yeah. which was a, a blast. Yeah. Three out of five turds, share it with friends, and drink heavily. Serious, heavy drinking. Yeah, you're going to need a lot of alcohol to actually get through it, for sure. Yeah. Four out of five turds, you're going to bring it out on special occasions. Share it with friends you don't like, ex-wives, you know, people you want to run off, whatever. In-laws. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That guy at work keeps stealing your fucking yogurt out of the fridge. Yeah, bastard. Fucking asshole. All right. Five out of five, the creme de la creme. The shit, the the fecal de la matter. That's right. Watch it once with friends. So bad it's horrible. Smoke it out of your memory. Bail off a balcony head first. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to jog that shit Just out of your memory. out of your memory. Cause yourself severe head trauma. That's it. I Have you ever seen the uh, original 1932 Freaks, James? Uh, no, I have not. I did not catch it. So... I have not seen all of it, but I have seen the most famous part of the movie. So the movie is infamous for the fact that the director, uh, Todd Browning, uh, hired actual circus performers to play in the movie. So all these people have actual deformities and or were actually in a sideshow. That is correct. And they did repeat that in this movie right. as well. I was going to allude to that, but since yeah. we're talking about it now, yes, they actually did use people with deformities and other handicaps and stuff, but some of them were pretty impressive. I hate, I hate, you know, and they can do yeah. some pretty crazy shit. Yeah. And so uh, in 32, it was a huge, huge controversy because of the fact that it did hire actual performers and was a uh, movie that encouraged the carnival lifestyle, the carny lifestyle. The big, big scene in the movie was at the end of the original, which I've seen the ending. It's it's pretty uh, creepy because it's in black and white and they're going after the 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 guy who's the villain or whatever but it's all done during a rainstorm and so you get like scenes of the guy running through the the circus and these people coming after him and there's one particular scene of the the person who has no arms and legs i forget what what they call him what his uh sideshow name is but he's basically wobbling around underneath a like a wagon with a knife in his mouth running coming towards a guy so yeah so it's it's very it was very controversial at the time it's it's very uh dark it's again uh it's mostly known for the ending scene that whole ending scene where they're chasing after the guy during the rainstorm in the circus and, and all the all the freaks are are using what they have to their advantage this one i guess kind of does the same thing but like i don't feel like it the, it quite succeeds as yeah. much but we'll get into that with the review so uh, i guess with that i guess we can go ahead and start the review <sighs> man you you do not look happy <laughs> <laughs> you did not look happy no, at all one time was bad enough to you know listen you know it's gonna roll i think by by our uh my uh 
demeanor at the moment. People yeah. are knowing where this one's going. Yeah, I, I think so. So hey, it was my pick, so I've got to suffer the consequences. Yes, you do, good sir. Roll with it, brother. Let's do it. You know, we've had our share of some pretty sh- crazy shit in this in the show, but um, <laughs> and we've had our share of of boring movies, but I don't think we've had quite such a useless movie. This indeed has been so far. It's it's, it's a crushing disappointment because the cover art and stuff looks pretty nice and when the movie did start the effects were actually pretty good uh it has a very old school feel obviously it's set back in the older days because of the soundtrack right yeah but it has a it has the old school kind of a almost like texas chainsaw era kind of feel to it the cinematography and stuff i mean although i know it's a 2007 movie it has that much older look to it and i guess they age it because of the fact the time period basically lends uh to the 30s i believe yeah they're, late they're using, 30s 40s right paying homage to the original freaks basically. exactly yeah and the, unfortunately like i said the effects were good obviously i think as you alluded to earlier they've actually employed actual possible circus performers actual people with disabilities people with no arms no legs but they were all doing quite impressive stuff in the opening scenes it was, it was so pretty neat. i i think uh, i think actually nowadays i believe sideshows are outlawed so they didn't hire circus performers they just hired people with particular disabilities that's true or people who just because like i mean there's the the person who's a half man half woman but i mean that could just be done with prosthetics and makeup i like the boss's quote-unquote wife is supposed to be like the the seal woman because she has like flipper hands but that's obviously a prosthetic piece <laughs> yep i mean the other people like the the guy without the legs that's that's just disability that's uh the the, the midget he's just a midget you've got the uh, the wolf boy who probably does have that real condition i forget what it's called like canthropy i think or something but like i've that. actually seen folks like that yeah I saw a picture it might be him you know we yeah. just don't know yeah people, there are people who actually suffer from that condition so he could just have that so i mean i don't think they actually employ like i said that i believe uh, i believe that circus performing sideshows are illegal now so they just hire people with certain probably so because uh, you know society's new you know the way they they want to approach that stuff instead of you know they don't want to exploit people with handicaps and things like that i get it 
Yeah. Although there is a, but, there was that TV show about about the freak show a while back on A and E or some so one of those channels. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not illegal. Maybe you know I bet you like places like Florida, it's probably still legal. I've actually I don't believe I've ever actually been to a real quote unquote freak show. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Where they show people like that, you know, that have those kind of deformities and stuff like that. Right, right. Uh, you know, they were also widely known to be faked and all this other True. crap. Yeah, so. there's a lot of deception going on with those shows as well. Well, anyway, it does have a very very low budget feel to it the acting unfortunately spiraled into oh spiraled is, into hell immediately it absolutely sucks it can't really spiral into hell when it never was out of hell <laughs> it just it started bad it and just climb its way out but started bad and it. just kind of stayed on that plane yeah. Uh, yeah. So the in- the intro uses like that old timey uh, '30s music that uh, you would expect because uh, I guess because they're they're not only are they paying is it a retelling of the '32 Freaks movie, but apparently it's it's supposed to be set in the same time frame as yeah, well. So like that. So the entire and, and soundtrack is that kind of music. It sounds like the old phonograph, the old school right. crank it photograph, yes. and you put the needle down with the big yes. uh, the big megaphone, right, right, speaker, the RCA, whatever you know. The so RCA I, I guess that's supposed to it's supposed to add. add atmosphere as well as um maybe instill a bit of a creep factor to it because of the way it sounds it sounds very you know it's it's got a lot of those pops and hisses from the old phonograph but it doesn't do any of that it just sounds out of place throughout the entire movie and it pissed me off too because it's like the movie started off and i was thinking hey you know what yeah it's got an old school feel but maybe it's going to go somewhere maybe this is going to be cool or going to go anywhere because it was like i say it was showing some of the performers it was showing some of the quote-unquote freaks it right. was showing all, and they were all doing impressive tricks and all this other stuff guys you know a, a guy with no arms lighting a cigar with yeah. his feet and yeah. lighting a match and stuff i mean it's pretty cool stuff yeah but unfortunately we were badly badly deceived oh yeah <laughs> yeah and so uh like the intro the intro goes on way too long it it, it's, it shows uh it, it shows in between the title cards it has uh the credit cards it has a uh, uh, pictures of actual circus sideshow performers from yeah from the early early part of uh, this century or actually last century and the century before but it, it just goes on way too long and the song they chose um it just it doesn't get you excited for the movie no, it does not. I, um, mean, I know they're trying to set the time period, like we said, but it just I, it, it I, doesn't work. And so, no. like, it, it starts off with a meeting of all of the characters that you are going to be watching throughout the movie. Yep, the opening they're, pep talk with the owner there, in, yeah, in, in the big top, talking about hat. And he so he almost sounds like uh, I think I said when we were watching and taking notes. I think he said he sounded like Vernon Wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah from uh, kind of has the slight accent and blah blah blah. Yeah, all this crap. Yeah, and so at where at that point we are introduced to our characters, and I'm using air quotes for introduced because <laughs> by introduce I mean we aren't actually given names. They literally would just show every single person that's in the movie without giving us any backstory or any introduction. You're just supposed to automatically know these are the characters, and yep. that's the introduction for all the characters. So that's the introduction, and it doesn't get any better from there. No, it does not, because in the next scene, they go outdoors. There's a scene outdoors where the uh, penile quartet, as yeah. they call them, the four dicks, are standing yeah. out there, and yeah. they're out there with Lucy the hoe. Yeah. You know, everybody's got to have a nickname, and they're out there plotting. And it turns out that these four knuckleheads uh-huh. are going to try to rob the circus. Yep. Actually, it's five of them, excuse me. Oh, yeah, four guys and a hoe. Four guys and a hoe. Okay, well, anyway, these knuckleheads are out there trying to 
plot how they are going to rob this guy, which yeah. is funny because during the boss's opening speech, Lon, he was telling everybody, unless you steal from me, and he kept looking at them the whole time and telling everybody, I'll take care of you, you work hard, blah, blah, blah. And then he kept referring to stealing. So right, right. That's a hint and a half for your ass. Yeah. You know, first of all, you got a circuit, you got a, you got a tent full of specially capable individuals running around very, there. Very, very <laughs> capable, yeah. That are going to fuck you up if you do the wrong thing. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, let's, let's go back to that scene real quick because uh, I wanted to uh, bring a couple things up. So that, so uh, again, uh, Going back to how everybody's introduced and how how bad is how badly it's done, uh, and how that sets t- sets the tone for everything, it also introduces us to how bad the sound editing is in this movie because in the matter of seconds the the boss is talking in a matter of seconds it goes from onset audio to ADR, but the transition is so bad that it doesn't even sound like it's him speaking the lines when it switches to the ADR. It just it sounds like somebody else off in a different part of the of the scene is actually saying the ADR and he you know they get they get these two guys who he has he has for a glass of water uh, one of the the freaks the little girl goes and gets him water she trips on the way and you get these two guys that laugh at her and you know that that's the whole uh scene where he's saying you know we're family we we take care of each other and he doesn't like that the guy the guys laughed at the little girl so he tells him to get out one of them starts spouting shit and, and and mouthing off and so he he uses that opportunity to make a an example an example but not 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 an effective example because all he does is has just has a strong man go to strangle him doesn't really do anything he starts to go limp but then he says take him outside doesn't even kill him or anything nope. and then he takes him outside puts him like in a, a vulcan nerve pinch kind of hole yeah just kind of clamps down on him and the dude's just like shaking it's a right very now. ineffective like example so anyway so i just want to go over that scene because that you, you got all that you, you got the very bad introduction you, you've got the the bad direction you've got the terrible sound editing and you've got what's supposed to be a scene of setting intimidation and setting an example and it doesn't do that so you, all that sets tone for what's going to come yes and it's this is god awful yeah and what well, what happens with the uh, penile quartet anyway? Back to these guys. They're sitting there talking, and all of a sudden emerges what looks to be a raggedy ass looking sheriff, Apple Dumpling Gang sheriff, local sheriff guy comes around, and turns out he's going to be in on it. So they start wheeling and dealing, talk shit, and the sheriff's got the upper hand. He says, "I'm going to take twenty five percent, whether you like it or not, boy," and all this crap. And then he puts his hands on the hoe. Because she smarts oh, yeah. off or something. Yeah. And they turn the tables on him, and all of a sudden, now they're in charge. Yep. He's got the gun, but they're in charge. <laughs> well, there's four four of them and one old man. So that is true. They kind of outnumber him. That sets the stage for what their plan is. Problem is, that's about the last you hear of it. Actually, it's not, not true. There's like two other scenes where they talk about the plan, but they talk about it again and again yeah. to the point where we made a, made a mention that, like, there's more discussing the plan than there is any other plot in this movie. And I get it. Like the synopsis says, you know, that, that, that it's a gang of thieves, uh, yeah. criminals who set up shop to rob it. But like there's there's all these characters that you have in this movie, all these characters with these capable, not disabilities, but abilities. Yep. And you don't you don't have any other side plots around any of them at no. all. Like not no, a single it's, one. It's it's a colostomy of useless crap. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which. After that scene, we, we, we start the first of many scenes that absolutely go nowhere when we're introduced <laughs> to our armless knife thrower. Oh, yeah. Who is throwing knives with his feet, and then he 
lights a cigarette or picks a cigarette up, lights it with his feet. It there's no uh, dialogue. It's just done um, visually. And there's, of course, the old timey music is going on the whole time, which doesn't really go with it. But it's great if you had like a it's great if you had a side plot involving him to go with it. But there's not. Yep. There's nothing. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. And this this leads to many of these kinds of scenes right. that come up. And it's, it's like they're, they're fillers. They're just they're, fillers to exactly. fill the time to pad it to 90 minutes. Exactly. And, you know, something like this, you know, that, that scene may have been, uh, I, I think they were, there's that scene and a few others where I think they're throwing there for like kind of like shock value or whatever. Yeah. And, and maybe in 1932, maybe in 1950, maybe in 1960, that would have been a bit more shocking. Yeah. But in today's now this was in 2007 2007 we are in the post uh nightmare on elm street post uh texas chainsaw massacre post hellraiser and most mm-hmm. importantly post saw and hostile era and so at that point it's not shocking if anything it's actually mundane compared that's to the true. rest of you know, them like i say with the with the acrobats with the hooks in their back yeah that's another stuff. scene yeah that comes yeah. up there's this scene of, of these of these guys who who are obviously real life performers where they hook themselves up to hooks on their backs to their meat and then, you know, they hang themselves, they swing themselves, which which is an actual thing. Yep. You know, we've all seen it. I mean, you can see it anywhere on, on TV. It's on TV, for Christ's sake. And they start, they hook themselves up and they start swinging around, which, yeah, it, it's interesting. But, again, there's no dialogue. There's no side plot established. They, that's the thing. They don't establish any, any sort of side plots or plot. They're just showing you scenes that are supposed to be shocking or different. But at this point in time, we've seen all this on TV. Yep. The you only know? established fact to this point is the fact that four peckers want to rob the circus. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's established it. about three or four more times. Yeah. Throughout the, it's like, it's like it. the director thought you would forget what the plot was <laughs> <laughs> between all the useless scenes. It was like, we need to have like five more scenes where they talk about the plan to rob yep. the owner. And those fade to black scenes. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah, so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another thing this movie does way too much. I don't know if it's trying to be artistic, but it uses fade to black way too much to transition to another scene. A lot of times it uses it to transition to the establishing shot of the circus, which Ugh. shows like five different times. And you and I were like, we get it. It's a fucking circus. The whole movie's yes. a circus. You don't need to establish that shot anymore. But the, probably the most, the biggest foul for me with that is when we get to the scene where the owner meets the blonde hoe. Uh, what do they call it? Lucy Blonde Ho? What would you call her? Lucy Ho. Lucy Ho? I just named, her name's Lucy in the movie, but I just call her Lucy Ho. And he goes up and he's talking to her and she's wearing this hat. And he is talking to her and takes the hat off. And as he continues talking to her, it starts fading to black like it's ending the scene. He's not even done talking to no. her. No, cut away from, and it, 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 it fades to black. I'm like, <laughs> why would you do that? You you don't cut away the black as you're talking. It, it, it's not artistic. It makes you look incompetent. And then we get our actual first gratuitous sex scene between one of the uh, penile quartet because I don't yes. even know their names. Yeah, and uh, one of the one of the circus performers called the, the cannibal, the cannibal girl. girl. Cannibal yes. girl. Yeah. And I was disappointed in that. Uh, here we go with gratuitous sex. Well, I was yeah. hoping they'd spice it up with like an extra appendage or something. Nothing. Something crazy, yeah. but nothing. You talking, you, you talking about? You mean Cannibal Girl was Cannibal Cannibal uh, T Girl? Something. 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 She, was, she was crying game over there. Some something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want some something. I'm just saying. Well, it's a freak show. You know, was hope for something odd or interesting, but nope. Plain old junk, and then it fades out, goes to the next scene. And so after that, then we get another exposition dump of the criminals going over their plan. Uh again for the second time in a row that's true yeah and then we cut to the scene with the owner meeting the slut and 
again, it, it transitions to another shot of the circus to continue with the theme of useless shots. There's another shot that comes up of the man woman, the he, she, the one that has like, you know, it's half female, yeah. half male sitting down, holding this jar with what looks like, I guess, a fetus or something sitting next to another performer and is cradling it and then looks over at the performer and then looks back down and then it fades to black mm-hmm. again. Nothing. No, no dialogue, no nothing. There's no plot. It's just a useless scene that they threw in there to pad it. No, well, at least now that Lon has kind of started to take a liking to Lucy the Ho, he goes over to the ticket booth where she's working. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, In the next scene, and this was one of my this is one of my favorite little comedic scenes to me. It was kind of fun. Kind of. It was kind of. It was actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Brings back the old feeling. If anybody's ever saw the old Police Academy movies, the ending speech where Commandant Lassard is trying to give a speech to the to the city, you know, Uh mayor and other city officials and stuff, and the hookers underneath the stand and doing this. Well, anyway, Lucy the Ho is in there and she's down on him doing her thing. Yeah, doing the down and, and dirty. Walk, and then the wife, the, the flipper the, seal the, wife. The flipper seal guy. <laughs> 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 That's what she is. She's the seal girl because she's got flippers on her hands because she has oh, that. Oh, man. So, yeah, so she walks up and she starts talking to him while he's, you know, get, getting his uh, his willy rubbed down below <laughs> and he's making all these weird faces and, and she's talking to him about, you know, the stuff needs to be done for the next day and he's like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. So that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. That and she like she funny. would like not shut the hell up, and he was like, "I'm just trying to finish here, bitch." And, and then he got then then she walks away. She stands up. He's like, "Hey, let's go do this." And she walks away. Says, yeah. What kind of girl do you think I am? Yeah. After you she know, just I'm gave like, him the old uh, spit shine. The old tease. Yeah. yeah. Then we go to an, yet another scene, and this is where you were right. I was wrong. Uh, we go to yet another scene of our stupid thieves sitting in an open tent yep. talking about their plot. Again. And are overheard by Willow, the little <laughs> The little uh, girl? The little the little midget dude. Oh no, that that that's Curtis. That's Curtis. Or as I call him, uh Peter Sucklidge, because unlike Peter Dinklage, who is an amazing actor, this guy is a sucky actor. Yeah, he's horrible. He's horrible. So I have dubbed him Peter Sucklidge. And at this point it is painful, obviously. The the movie is just unbelievably slow in development. Scene after scene, just drolls on drones on just yeah, so makes the, no sense. Nothing's tying in. No, nothing. And it and I and I was at this point. I was telling Chris. I said it would just be nice if they would just open the fucking circus. Because <laughs> yeah, it's been like thing. three yeah. fucking days. They've been open. The stupid fucking Ferris wheel's been running for like three With days. With nobody straight. on it. The lights are all turned on, but yet there's no customers. Yeah, we have not seen a single scene. Uh, again, another side plot that they have not explored. We have not seen a single scene of them interacting with customers, uh, of them actually doing day-to-day business. I mean, there is plenty of shots with a circus during the day, but we don't see a single customer, anybody. How do you have a freak show when there's no fucking show? When there's no customers, yeah. And and, All they're doing is practicing the whole time. Scene after scene, you see them doing their little stunts and stuff, but they're not doing it for anybody. They're just, like, doing their shit. Yeah, and so we we get get another scene where um, the ho, like, they're having some sort of a celebration (laughs) or something. And yeah, so the, the, whole, the they're having a celebration and the boss is talking about how they had another successful day, even though they did not show a single customer or a single scene of them interacting or another con- day, another conducting dollar. business. Another day, another yeah. dollar. He said, he actually fucking said that, but yet from where? Yeah. And, and this is where the, and this is where the, uh, Lucy Ho decides to seduce again, air quotes, yes. seduce the boss because that's part of the plan. But her 
act of seduction consists of her getting drunk and acting like a club hoe. Yes. Like a club lady just drunk off her ass. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say not club hoe. White girl wasted. She gets a white girl <laughs> wasted, and that's her idea of seducing the boss. Yep. And so, uh, so we get a thirty, the thirties, forties version of a woo of a modern day woohoo girl. Yeah, so I call them. So they end up banging in his trailer, and, and the the owner has a wife who ends up sleeping in the tent elsewhere. But yep. the next scene we get is of the wife and the and the owner together in the trailer, and that's where we discover that they aren't actually married; they're actually step siblings. They just have this sort of business arrangement where people think that they're married because they run the business together. Freaks. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Blech. And so uh, <laughs> he tells her that, that Lucy Ho is the love of his life, and, and she says they don't trust him. She's not one of them. But you've got to say it with his accent. He's uh, the love of my life. I am not even going to try to do that shit. I don't uh, then we cut to that useless thing you mentioned of Peter Suckler juggling torches, but it, it's a, it's a <laughs> shot that starts off at the Ferris wheel, pans down to him juggling torches. Again, the Ferris wheel has nobody on it, but it's running. He's just been running for three fucking days. And he's juggling, not not just, he's juggling lit torches in front of it for nobody around. He's yep. doing it for nobody. And then just. No, no, again, no dialogue, no plot reason, and it just fades to black again. Another useless scene. Horrible. Yeah. Then we go to Lucy and Lon again, meeting up. And she actually is that the boss's name, Lon. His name is Lon. Is it really Lon the Loser? I had no fucking idea. Lucy the Hoe manipulates Lon the Loser into marriage. He asks her. She laughs at him at first, but then she's like, "You know what? Okay, ha ha ha," and all this other shit. And then he goes around to take a straw poll of his whole staff, all of his workers, his quote unquote family. Nobody likes the bitch. Yeah. Lon ain't listening. Nope. He's nope. still, still going to go forward he's with not it. Not listening. The next day, they see a sign on the wall of, uh, it says, you know, Lon and. I, th- I think it's their wedding announcement. Just a, a, a fucking piece of board that was painted Loser on. Yeah, it says painted on pre wedding party. That was a wedding party. Wedding announcement. Night. And they're all sitting around mumbling, oh, man, that's a bunch of bullshit. And then Lon walks up, hey, Lon, what's going on, man? Hey, congratulations. Yeah, he talks shit behind his back, but then when he's... And they start clapping and shit, and then they walk away, and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, and one thing that I've noticed, as we've mentioned, they've shown, like, scenes of the Ferris wheel a lot. I think that that was their way of, quote-unquote, foreshadowing what comes later in the Ferris wheel. Because there's no other reason to show the Ferris wheel that much. And we'll get into that a little later on in the review. But there's no reason to show the Ferris wheel, especially when there's nobody on it, that much. Unless it's a foreshadowing. And again, I'm doing air quotes and you can't see me. But quote unquote foreshadowing of what's going to happen. So maybe, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Who freaking knows, brother? But all I know is I'm sick of looking at that fucking thing running with nobody on it for like three days straight. No customers at all. Well, anyway, they've managed to all gather in the tent the next evening for the wedding party. Celebration of their engagement or whatever. Yeah. And they decide, you know, they have a nice little speech by your boy. Um, oh, you uh, Peter Sucklage? Yeah. yeah. He, he, he gives his <laughs> finest performance ever talking about how lucy's part of the family and um it's uh it's very very forced i guess it is their wedding their wedding party because i didn't show up but they were married apparently yeah and so after he gives his his very very horribly forced speech he then announces that it's time to drink from the well but since they don't have a well they get this big silver big giant bowl, bowl and they all pour their beers pour into their it beer into it and they start passing around everybody takes a drink but it shows people laughing 
slobbering, spraying, yeah, doing all kinds of stuff. All and she's there. watching it yeah. with this disgusted look on her face. Uh-huh. He goes around. It comes back around the lawn. He takes his drink and he sets it in front of her, and they're all chanting, "Yeah, Lucy, welcome, Lucy, Lucy welcome, Lucy, Lucy, welcome." And all Lucy. of a sudden, she flips the fuck out. Oh man, she finally like freaks out. Please. Disgusting. Spit ah, I get drinking. it. Freaks out. Good job. I said. <laughs> yeah, she has a complete spaz moment. But um, well, anyway, she's had it with that. So people need to start dying at this point, or basically all we've been exposed to right now is a modern interpretational theater. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's theater class. Done, yeah, not a single middle schoolers. I mean, not a single horrible. death has happened in the entire movie. No death, straight up. And Lon, the owner, looking at him, straight up. We haven't even talked about him really. He is just one nasty motherfucker. Oh my gosh, he's nasty. Covered with yeah. boils and shit all over his back. Nasty looking. Yeah, cuts away the scene. She freaks out. She offends everybody. She cusses everybody out. Calls them freaks. Says they're horrible. Said, "Who the hell would want to be part of this family?" Who could be seen with you people? You yeah. know, and she even pushed Lon down and said, especially you. And Yeah. Anyway, she acts like a total bitch and runs out of the park. So she, she runs back to the trailer and meets a quartet, and they force her to go back to Lon to apologize. Yep. Uh, and at that point, it cuts to the next scene, which is them at the Ferris wheel during the day working on it. And that's when they decide that they are done playing around. Yep. They're going to act on their plan, start getting stuff together. But instead of actually going after the money, they start stealing supplies first. Yeah, and then they, they end up going into the kitchen to steal food. Yep. And that's where they run into the little girl who is in there doing the same thing. Yep. They try to make a deal with her, to, uh, and they say, if, if you don't tell, we don't tell. And then they leave, and as she walks out, uh, they see you see they're there, and they punch her in the face, knock her out, and tie her up. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Unnecessary. She wasn't going to say anything. And they took her. And then next scene, they find her. She's bound to this steel pole somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're mistreating her and yelling and at her. And they're threatening, threatening her. her. And, and they're threatening her to keep her mouth shut. And she she does this laugh uh, that starts with a giggle and then goes to a full-on cock-your-head-back laugh. Uh, and then it cuts to a shot of their face. But then we notice that she laughs again, but it's the exact same laugh track they just played a second ago. So they play it back to back. I mean, you and the, the problem is that, you know, you, you think, OK, well, it's a laugh track. So people when people laugh, they laugh the same. But this laugh is so unique. Yeah. That you can't help but notice that it's the, it's exact, the exact same, same note one. for note laugh track played so, back to back. Yeah. And I guess additional laughing was not in the budget. No, couldn't do it. Sorry. OK. So anyway. So what happens is. She, I think she, what it is, is she, oh yeah, she finally, she bites. Yeah, she bites them, one of them in the hand. Bites one of them in the hand. He loses it and he knifes her in the side. Right in the side, yeah. She starts, she and starts it starts to, wrenching and the she knife around. wailing out loud. And then it, and the guy's just looking at her like, she's screaming like a wild animal. Yeah. Well, I'd pretty, yeah, I think anybody would holler if they had a knife yeah. in her gut. Anyway, he's yeah, twisting it too. around and he pulls the knife out finally. She's still screaming, but yet her little head's not moving. No, no. So I think that was dubbed in as well. Yeah, badly. Very poorly done. Yeah. And instead of just finishing her off. Which he, he says he wants, to, he wants to shut her up. He wants to shut her up. But instead of killing her. He scalps her. He scalps her. Which he makes no scalping. sense, but I guess gore needs to start at some point. I guess, but it makes well, her scream louder instead of shutting her the hell and, up. And this scene honestly didn't make any sense. It was It was almost cruel. It was ridiculous because it's just a little girl, yeah. you know, and they, and she's a little freak girl. And all you were doing was stealing food. You weren't actually stealing, stealing money. Food. That's okay because the penile quartet 
is has got something coming for her. Yeah. They end up hacking her to absolute bits. Mm-hmm. Chopped her head off and did a bunch of stuff. Of course, it does it all off camera. You don't right. see any of right. this. You don't see any of that You stuff. don't even yeah. hear it. Yeah. And uh, shows a scene of some of the other. The next scene is, is the Ferris wheel, and you see uh, one of the fucking cards Ferris has blood wheel. all over. Yeah, the fucking Ferris wheel has blood all over it. And some of the performers run up to it, and then they show what, what's inside the cart. And it, it's obviously a dummy, but it's supposed to be a little girl, but her head's all chopped off, and there's blood all over the place, yeah. and she's mutilated. And so begins the downfall of... So now they've done it. Yep, now they've done it. So then uh, let me cut to the funeral. Let me cut to the funeral scene where you see Lon in there talking, growing steadily more angry in his speech. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Something's got to be done. And yeah. And starts yelling. Through all of that. <laughs> through all of that. So through this, this is supposed to be an emotionally charged scene. Um, You're supposed to be able to exactly. feel very bad for the circus performers. They're all there mourning the loss of, of one of their own. And, and all my ass could all, do <laughs> all that was James notice can. a loaf of fucking bread on the table next to the, the dead lower body. left hand side of and the corner. And I'm sitting here, what the fuck are they getting it's ready so to funny. do here? Hey, you're like, you're like, hey, it's it's Seal Girl. Is that her hand? Or is that bread? <laughs> <laughs> is that a <laughs> fucking loaf of bread? Dude? <laughs> they put a loaf of bread on the table next to the dead. Makes girl's no body. sense. But when you see it, it's it's, it's so out of place. It kind of tickled my funny bone a little yeah. bit. But like, that's how you know hell? that that a scene is so badly directed that your eyes are when they're supposed to be on the characters, they're not. They're they're scanning the whole scene and yes. coming across random things. You ignore the dead body in the sheet and the anger speech, and you notice a loaf of a fucking loaf bread. Of bread. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That. Transitions. It's just the transitions to the outside funeral. I guess part two of the funeral. Yes. Where they insert her body, they they put her body in an oil barrel, <laughs> right? And, and decide and, they're gonna burn her. And we 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 decided that they they did that for triple reasons. So so the first reason was they that's their version of a uh, a funeral pyre. Yes. Uh, the second reason was because it helps keep the homeless warm at night. <laughs> And the third reason we decided that they must have also poured citronella on her and lighted her on fire to help keep the mosquitoes keep the away. mosquitoes away from the circus. Circus, because, you know, I'm sure the mosquitoes are bothering all of their customers, of which they have none. Which they have none. Yeah. Yes. We're going to note the circus has still not opened. Not yet. a single customer there. Nope. <laughs> Shit is finally, finally about to go down. We have waited an hour and 15 minutes of an hour and 25 minute movie. Yeah. Or hour 28. It wasn't. But anyway, all hell comes down on the quartet. The quartet. Chris, why don't you take it from here, bro? All right. So run down the deaths. Here's how each of them dies. So the first one that dies is is you see him get kidnapped and then he's tied to a chair. And you see, uh, I think it's uh, Curtis, the uh, Peter Sucklidge, and a couple others are about to start kicking and stabbing him. And as they do that, it cuts to the outside of the tent, and you see the silhouette of the guy in the chair, and they start kicking and stabbing it, but it's quite clearly not the guy. <laughs> it's quite clearly a very badly made dummy. That's horrible. Because when they kick it, it moves the way a doll does when you kick it. Very yes. unnatural. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolutely horrible. So then, one of the other guys decide he wants to go get his dipstick checked at the cannibal lady's tent so heads over there starts uh dipping his stick and she starts gnawing on his neck and chews out his neck and eats him cannibal girl duh yeah i think it's in the name and then another one ends up getting foot knife to death when the armless dude throws a knife at him with his foot with the accuracy of a ninja throwing a ninja star that was actually pretty awesome yeah 
Then the final guy, he's tripped up by one of the other performers uh, while running outside. And, and this is a creepy little fuck. I'm sorry. This little guy comes out from underneath the tent. He's oh, got yeah. no legs. He's, yeah. on his, he's walking on his hands. That's right. And, and he, he snatches him. him and trips him up, man. And I was like, that, that's fucking creepy. It's like <laughs> raining and lightning and dark. And then uh, the um, strong man Gallagher's him to death with a mallet and smashes his head like a watermelon. Juicy. And so that is the end of the quartet. And that just leaves Lucy Ho. The penile quartet is down, down and, and out. the ho. So. All right. So what we do is we go to the next scene of her in her. Tra- she's in Lon's trailer. She had gone over there to apologize and spent the whole night, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then, in a stall tactic, uh-huh. she tries to seduce him yet again to do it again. So he gets ready to go after it again, and she tells him, hey, go get some protection. Go get some protection, because I don't know where you've been, even though you've been fucking him for the last week. Yes. she Her stall tactic is absolutely terrible. Thankfully... He's not falling for it. He just he takes the the, the opportunity to leave the the uh, trailer. Yep. So he can go meet up with the group to start planning their revenge on Lucy. He gets out and they start whispering. You can't hear what they're saying. The music's playing, but you know some shit's up. Yeah. So anyway, he comes back in. He's all wet. She starts questioning him, and he's like, "She's like, what the hell's going on in here?" And then. Uh, seal flipper. What what do you call her? Uh, yeah, yeah. Seal woman. Yeah, flipper woman. Seal woman. Flipper yeah. woman comes in there and tells her he's not in charge anymore. I am, and starts talking to her. Says, "Well, if you're going to be part of this family, you have to have an act and yes. all this other stuff." So, do you have any skills? And she's like, "Basically, fuck no, I don't have no act. What are you talking about?" So this leads to my personal. Unfortunately, long, but my very, f- my very, f- very long scene. But James's favorite. Unfortunately, part of the because movie. It, something had to make this the suffering worth it, and this this ending scene was kind of worth it. It was, you know, the effects were, eh, you know, they weren't great, but it was it, it's enough to make you squeamish. It's so let's, squeamish. Let's talk about this. So let's talk about what made you enjoy this final scene. Uh, all the different things that made you enjoy it. So go ahead. Actually, because it showed. Almost everything that they were doing to this person. Okay. So the first thing they do is they cut her tongue off. They actually force her to open her mouth. The strong man puts her in the Vulcan head grip again and says, stick your tongue out. And they actually show it. That's why I kind of like this scene because okay. it's an, it's enough to give you a little spine. You make your spine crawl a little bit. Okay. Because there's actually, you know, it shows them pulling her tongue out and they show her cutting across. Right. There is some blood effect. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. They commence to skin her. They commence to sew her mouth shut. Okay. Which I don't get. I guess they sewed her mouth shut first to keep her quiet so she wouldn't scream a lot. Because they cut her eyelids off. Uh Uh-huh. Then they went for the skin. Uh They actually skinned her down to nothing. Cut her arms and legs off. You didn't get to see all of it, but it was long and drawn out enough. Just to, it, it was gory enough, you know, to give you a little tiny bit of satisfaction at the end okay. of an otherwise very horribly done piece of shit movie. Gotcha. And then after they're done hacking, you're like, what the fuck? So you figure, what the hell's going on? Then I was referred to, uh, like, if you see a preview shot, you know, when you're looking this movie up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. see a picture of this thing sitting up with no arms and legs right turns out it it turns out to be her so what it does it goes to the next scene where we finally yes i'm going to get right next to the microphone and say finally see 
some patrons at there the circus. There are customers at the circus. Holy shit. Yeah. It finally opened, and you see this guy giving a speech about two people that met each other. I guess there were two halves of people, and they know. joined together or some shit. I don't have any it's, idea. It's completely useless. It's, it doesn't it's, have to do with the movie. It's, it's, it's stupid. full of shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, pulls the curtain back, and there she is. You see her move just a little bit. She's yeah, like yeah. the wor- the live worm girl. And they freeze frame on it. Yeah. And they freeze frame on it. Movie, thankfully, over. Yeah. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I didn't like the last scene. Because first of all, obviously, it went on way, way too long. Way too long. Like, there's no need for me personally to have it go on that long. I didn't mind the effects. The effects were practical, which was great. I mean, it wasn't CGI, so that was cool to see practical effects. They weren't great practical effects, and it was done. I think it was mostly done for like shock value. But uh, in today's post Saw and 9-11 and hostile world, it's not really anything shocking. We've seen it's way like worse. like JV team. Yeah. And so you know, it's, it's like, not... if, if they had gone with the, the tongue cutting off and then the so like the even the scene where they're sewing the lips, they, they show it way too long. Like you can show us doing two stitches and then that's it. You can cut away. Cause we and can the get prosthetic. The yeah. And the prosthetic really wasn't that good. No, it really you wasn't. could tell it, they, it was her face. Right. But they were mashing down this big prosthetic and the lips were enormous. It looked like Fucko's lips. Right. And that's another reason to cut. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Yeah. That's the reason why they cut away, uh, cut away after a certain time, because if, if you hover on it too long and it's a really bad effect or a bad prosthetic, the longer you're on it, the easier it is to tell it's a bad prosthetic. So you yeah. want to show just enough to show what you're doing and then cut away. The skin of the face coming off was very, very bad as well. Oh, God. Um, the toes cutting off were actually pretty cool. But then, like, it's just like, I, I get that they're going to mutilate her because, you know, what she did to, oh, she didn't even actually do that to the, the girl. Her compatriots did. But, like, they could have cut it out a lot sooner and still had the same effect of when they revealed her to the audience. I think even more so yeah. because, because if, if you see them begin to do something, but then it cuts, so you don't know exactly what all they did, and then reveal her, yeah. having no arms, no legs, no skin on her face, no hair, and just wrapped in a sheet and no eyelids, yep. that would be, to me, a much better shock reveal than showing every single thing they do to get her to that to that Yeah, because basically, like I said, it was artistic theater yeah. almost to a point up to the last 15 minutes of yeah, the movie. Yeah, it was like off, 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 off. Off Broadway theater, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like back alley off Broadway theater. This is like yeah. this is like hey, this murder party, you know, warehouse kind of theater. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so that's why I felt like the scene went on too long and was unnecessary. That being said, movies ended. We're done. Let's uh, go with the, with the uh, rating. Okay. Well, here I'm going to start with mine. Go for it. The acting is a definite five turds slam dunk. Okay. Absolutely sucked. The acting was pathetic. No redeeming characters whatsoever. Every single one of them, the yeah. acting was terrible. Yeah. Uh, the script, I gave it a two for, I, I didn't like to use the word artistic, but actually the script wasn't that bad. The premise wasn't bad. Okay. You know? okay. So the yeah. story wasn't that bad. Okay. The effects, I gave them like a three, okay. two, three. Because a lot of the effects are really cool. Plus, a lot of the scenes with the actual performers and yeah. the actual you yeah. know people were neat. The hooks, I all that stuff. That. I mean, yeah, it was cringeworthy, but these were actually real performers doing stuff, and it and it was pretty cool. So yeah, I guess some that. of the stuff wasn't even effects; it true. was actually real. It was real, yeah, true. Direction non-existent. No, not at That's all. That's a five turd. Not at all. Five turds. Uh, story. The concept was a two. Okay, but. 
it turned into a four with this piece of shit. <laughs> it turned I mean, into the a story four. was okay, but they didn't run with it good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, so all in all, for me, I was going to go four and a half, but I've got to go ahead and go a full five turns oh, on this one. A full because five. we were deceived. Yeah. Yes, we saw a few a few little spurts of cool stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, crappy, gratuitous sex scenes that yeah. really didn't have any need to be in the movie at all. Yeah, nudity. There's, yeah, yeah, and to hear two guys say, yeah, you don't need to see boobs in these kind of movies. You really, really don't. Yeah, you they're, don't. They're, they're for for attention purposes and right. to keep your interest. You know, that's that's a trick they use to keep your interest peaked. So you're like, hey, you want to see more duty? No, it's, yeah. it's total shit. Yeah. So I am going to go a full five turds. Okay. With uh, an exclamation point because this really wasn't a, this was, like I said, a modern art masterpiece for an hour and 20 minutes and 10 minutes of actual horror movie. Yeah, true. There was no death. Yeah. I'm no, sorry. Was... I, to me, you can't have horror without death. No. So it barely qualified. I agree. Totally uh, agree. So with that being said, Chris, um, what is your analysis, good sir? Well, uh, let's see. Let's start with acting was terrible. <laughs> Just, I mean, not a single person put in a good performance in this uh Actually, I take it back. The Ferris wheel was the best actor in the movie because it did exactly what it was supposed to do. It was a Ferris wheel. It was annoy the shit out of me. And we saw it just as much as every other actor in this movie. So, yeah, I think it should get a credit. It should get a mention in the credits. The acting was terrible. The uh, the script was, was, I mean, it's just all over the place. I don't think it even knew what it wanted to do. It, it was, you know, it's a remake of the original 1932 Freaks. But the only reason to do a remake is if you can do it better, and they did not do it better. No. Uh, the direction, as you said, was non-existent. The sound, the sound was just atrocious. As we as we mentioned before, the ADR was done so badly and, and integrated so badly into the movie that you could tell it wasn't actually said on set. It was added in later. The music was terrible. The full amount. Of all of the useless go nowhere shots that they have in this movie, and the fact that they have all these interesting characters and they don't have any other side plot. There's literally one plot in this movie, and it's about robbing a dude, and there's no other plots going on. There's there there could be there could be a ton of other plots going on. You know what's going on with the uh, performers? You know are are they do they ever get um harassed by any of the non-existent customers <laughs> you know um is one of them feeling um you know, you know there, there's that 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 season of american uh horror story where uh it was all taking place in a uh, uh a circus with freaks and uh it wasn't that great but at least every single character on there had some sort of story arc or had a plot or something this had none of that like it you saw a lot of the performers and a lot of the uh the freaks but the plot based around the penile quartet <laughs> was supposed to be the main focus, but you barely saw them. So overall, the effects were okay. Um, some of them went on too long, and I felt like they probably could have cut that ending scene uh, a lot shorter. So all in all, I am going to go five turns just because, as we, as you mentioned, there's not a single redeeming factor in this movie. Um, even if you want to watch the last ten minutes for the gore. That's fine. That's fine. Just fast forward it to that part because you're you're not going to miss anything. In Unless, the plot. of course, yeah. Like I said, it's always our intention to get folks to watch the movie. Yeah. Even if it's just once. If you're interested in artist art artsy kind of stuff, 
I mean, it's not great, but if you're interested in seeing some of the scenes, but like I said, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It it's, doesn't have any continuity. It doesn't really flow. It's just kind of all over the place. It definitely fits the uh, the definition of modern art in the fact that it's art, but it sucks ass. Pretty much. Modern art is shit. <laughs> yeah. I just call it that way because it's that whole be silent, be still shit. Yeah. Be silent, be still. Don't watch yeah. it. Yeah. No, but yeah. So it's, it's a five for sure. Uh, watch it once. Um, and then after that, smoke it out of existence. Uh, or go stick your go stick your ear to a uh, pool drain and plug the other ear so it'll suck your brain out. There you go. Go go Something. do that. Do that uh, old candle trick where you light a candle in your ear to pull the wax out, but you maybe pull <laughs> the memory of this movie out. Something. Put to, a little C four in there yeah. and kind of you know maybe blow the memories out the other side or something. Yeah, don't don't do any of that because we don't want you to hurt yourself. But <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but edit. But. No, we're not editing. We're keeping that in. But <laughs> yeah, we go at least go watch it once. So yep. All right. So that being said, that uh, let's. Uh, where can they find us, Jim? They can find us on. You can stream our podcast on castnet.fm. Castbox. Why do I always say castnet? Every single fucking episode. Every goddamn Some... episode, I fucking say. That. <laughs> when we're at episode 150, I think you will finally get the right. Finally say it. Right. Finally say it right. Yeah. So Castbox. I'm sorry, folks. Castbox.fm yes. Castbox.fm Or just look for the Castbox app on your phone. That is correct. Spotify, which is real easy, just under What the Suck. And we are also on Stitcher now. Correct. We are no, no longer on Apple. Nope. I think we ditched Apple because yeah, too many them, politics why. and bullshit. Fuck them, that's why. So, yeah. Yeah. And we are also on Facebook. Correct. We are on Instagram. Yep. And we are on Twitter. We're on all three of the, the major devils, for sure. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Three evils. So you can find us on there. I believe on, uh, if I'm correct, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, you have to add underscores between the words, correct, to find us? That's correct. You can either way, but I believe with underscores, it is more effective. Yeah, it comes up right away. Now, spoiler alert, not really spoilers, so to say, because uh, it's too late now. Because at the end, but what I am going to start doing, uh, people will notice online, if you're following us on social media, is I'm going to start posting previews to the upcoming episodes so that uh, we can let you know in advance what our episode's going to be about mm-hmm. on Friday. Instead of warning about warning you about it at the beginning of the episodes when we record them to stop the podcast, go watch it, come back. This way, it gives you a couple days advance if you want to watch the movie. And then listen to the episode when it comes out the following Friday. Try to make it a little more easy on folks. And yeah. give you a little idea of what's going to go on. So we'll see what happens. Well, it's not tomorrow. By the time this comes out, it'll be two weeks old. So I said tomorrow, but I didn't say which episode. I intentionally didn't say that. Gotcha. Okay. So and that it, being said, we are it. going to end the show. <laughs> so I'm Chris. And I'm James. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace out. Baby, once you dip my stick in the cannibal girl (laughs) and get chewed off and warns the world, yeah, yeah. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. 
Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.